This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you, if, have, you have you been to Miami, My, Sean? <laughs> no. We got we to gotta get you to Miami, dude. <laughs> I, I would love that. It's, I think all three of us. Yeah, we, should do, we should do some trivia in Miami. <laughs> just, but just trivia, not an episode. There's just there's just another universe where Sean Roney is in a white robe all the time, owning a small cabana hotel on the South Beach. Really? I always imagined it would have more of a pattern on the robe. <laughs> <laughs> and a monogram. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains. That are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of the office. By fans of The Office, I'm your host and anger management counselor, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, and in the foster home, my hair was my room. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Whoa, traffic jam! Uh-oh, traffic jam on Route 3. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> 20 people dead in a pileup. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> um... <laughs> Every week we get together and discuss our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, This week we'll be discussing the relationship between Andy and Aaron. Mm. After that, we'll move to the conference room for some listener questions, uh, some of which responding to our documentary episode from last week. And then we'll finish up with some trivia sent in by Nami. Um, So I uh, I think that's all the... Uh, we don't have a lot of housekeeping to start with, fellas. Let's dive right in. This is the uh, uh, Andy and Aaron episode. Edwin, take us to the Edwin show. <laughs> Why are we discussing Andy and Aaron today? Andy and Aaron is one of the bigger romantic relationships on the show. It follows Jim and Pam, and it involves two characters that are, uh, I think, they're played for laughs quite a bit more at the Jim and Pam. Uh, Jim and Pam is such a important through line for the entire series and the Andy Aaron relationship takes so many different forms. It comes about later in the show. Um, and it's just a really fun dynamic to, to break down over the course of, I guess it's what five seasons after Aaron uh, joins. Five yeah. It's, nine. A, it's a longer arc. When you really look back at it, you go, they really, the, the, the will they won't they is, is almost longer than Jim and Pam's in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's just look at it like a percentage of the series. It's <laughs> funnier and sillier and less dramatic. Which yeah. is nice, yeah. And also a lot less payoff, mm-hmm. but we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, More depressing, but we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really, really gets to a weird place by the end. It's it's an odd journey, but I'm excited to, to go through it with you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Aaron, uh, of course, Andy Bernard, uh, just, you know, really briefly, he shows up in season three. He's the angry Andy. He's kind of this insufferable character. Uh, they, the the writers kind of hey, wrote. Hey y'all! <laughs> the writers actually kind of wrote Andy out of the show with this whole like going to anchor management thing, but then brought 
Andy back because Ed Helms was this great actor to work with. He's he's this great improviser and all these other things. And they kind of redid Andy Bernard to this far more likable guy. And then uh, he enters a relationship with Angela uh, as she's kind of trying uh, trying to get over Dwight. And um, uh, Angela treats Andy worse than he treated anyone when he was uh, when he was around in season three. Uh, so we are really starting to like. I I feel like it's just important to recognize like <laughs> there's this huge shift in Andy Bernard before Aaron shows up that now he's kind of this really sympathetic character that uh, we all really like I think and are rooting for now. Mm-hmm. He's kind of goes from a frat bro and then is before meeting Aaron already become a. He's just kind of a novelty pair of pants by that point. <laughs> they really, they really sort of turn him upside down and change him a lot. But um, by the time Aaron's there and they're interested in each other, they actually are, you're like, wow, this is a great fit. The more I'm thinking about it, these two, actually are kind of perfect for each other. At least that's when I that's what was my experience when this for this arc first started while we were watching the show. It was I I was like, oh, of course I would. To- I'm rooting for this already right away. I'm rooting for this. This seems like. Um, they could really help each other out and be a great, great couple together. Andy and Angela, you mean? Oh, sorry. No, no. Andy and Aaron. Andy and Aaron. Andy and Aaron. All that is yeah. to say is, uh, sorry, Where what I meant to say by that is like the, the sort of relationship trauma he goes through with Angela, you just realize like how perfect someone like Aaron would be yeah. for Andy as opposed to Angela, who's just like, again, the last pick. Uh, you would do even though they the, the show justifies it in just that one scene with with uh, yeah. Pam a little bit and she's like you're right like I punched a hole through a wall that's right you did like <laughs> that's the only time that relationship makes sense and then from there on out it's just a dumpster fire and so mm-hmm. by the time An- Aaron's there it's like this fresh breath of fresh air for Andy but uh, it's not totally how it plays out but yeah uh, A- Angela's just rough rough for the guy bad fit <laughs> Well, and it's kind of interesting, too, that, of course, like the whole Angela relationship leads to Dwight and Andy competing. And then, like, by the time that Aaron shows up as the new receptionist, when we get uh, Charles Minor is the new boss in the office, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. um, uh, which, of course, Aaron's actual first name is Kelly. We get that whole moment. But uh, when Aaron shows up, uh, Dwight and Andy kind of like, are both interested in her and then they both say whoa 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 like i don't want to fight with you bro <laughs> and and uh <laughs> it, dwight it's, says it's uh, kind of the whole prequel to this relationship yeah yeah he wants to avoid another angela situation yes of course yeah, totally. yeah. and it's that's a funny moment because it's kind of a peak dwight and andy friendship time oh totally. uh Habsies, Dwight... yeah. Yeah, yeah so so, but when would you say, because I think <clears throat> we were just talking about before starting our recording, the stages of this relationship. I think there there is a, a stage of Andy and Aaron both liking each other. Uh, when would you say that that actually starts? I know, I, I, I mean, what comes to mind immediately is episodes like Murder, uh, where they get the characters... <laughs> talking about dating each other but edwin is there an earlier 
moment than that that we really find out that Aaron definitely likes Andy and Andy definitely likes Aaron? I mean, I think there are just different moments from her introduction in season five in the Michael Scott Paper Company episode uh, all the way up until they actually start dating. It's just it's played a little bit slower. Andy likes her when she first um, kind of comes into the office. They they the, the, the details are smaller. The buildup is slower. Like, for example, when he's trying to stand next to her during the volleyball game. Um, so there's just like, there's a lot of buildup to it. Um, and of course, just, I think there's something really funny about a will they, won't they, that both characters are kind of oblivious. They don't really know how to, uh, and, or Andy, I should say, they don't know how to communicate with each other. Andy gets her all those. All is totally in her court. Yeah. Yeah, It's (laughs) like, I mean, if, if, if murder is a logical starting place, it's, it's a perfect one really, because it's sort of emblematic of their whole relationship which is shrouded in miscommunication bad timing and they're each playing characters that aren't really themselves in some ways that's pretty much it doesn't really change much from from murder for the rest of that like it takes so long from like them knowing that they like each other to actually going on a date it's so torturous and painful and slow because like you said yeah the ball is totally in her court um and they are neither of them are very confident people overall i would say and that uh sets their relationship back quite a ways you just wonder if they'd started in a, in a better pl- if they had started with all that miscommunication and this weird back and forth what could have been but um that's not what happens and it's well, not I- until you know like i mean their first date is saint patrick's day you know like from mm-hmm. it's it's takes a little bit to happen yeah, I think I think too within the show, we have the will they won't they dynamic with Jim and Pam for so much of the first what three seasons, and then mm-hmm. uh, to, so I think with Andy and Aaron, like you almost need uh, a relationship that that just has a different shape that isn't as yeah. dramatic. You don't feel the same sort of stakes. Um, it's like JV. They feel like a J- <laughs> yeah. <the> JV romantic relationship. <laughs> To Jim and Pam's varsity. Well, you never feel like they're supposed to like be together in the way that Jim and Pam are. There isn't like sort of this thing keeping them apart besides mm-hmm. for themselves, which yeah. is why it's so totally. funny that they I- keep, you know, I'm waiting for the stars to align. I have a skylight in my bedroom and I like for the moon to be visible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would say they are the won't they to Jim and Pam's will they. <laughs> yeah. Won't they? Or, or you can call uh, that yeah, a... They a won't. A they won't versus a they will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will, they won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little close to my engagement there, too. What's your game here? <laughs> to get married. Uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously I think in this stage of the relationship, I, I definitely want to talk about the uh, happy hour when they go to Sid and Dexter's. Uh, but we should we should I acknowledge hate the drama. <laughs> <laughs> We should acknowledge when they actually start dating. Uh, okay, okay. And uh, that's in the delivery. Um, or when uh, – that's when Andy finally asks her out because Michael sets right. uh, Aaron up with Kevin and Andy spies on them from behind plants. And then finally Andy sends the fax confirmation um, to uh, to set a date. And, and it's really funny when they do actually – Agree to that because Aaron says, "Let me check my planner." He says, "What day is good?" She says, "Any days, any days, fine." <laughs> like they're they're so they're like they're like once that tension is released, like it's it's right. it's a really it's a really funny moment. Um, it's it's a, it's kind of a sweet moment. It's like it is kind of 
kind of nice because yeah. it does it just feels like oh these two innocent kids who don't know what they're doing and and yeah you you do forget what andy was mm-hmm. like early on he's, he's just totally they're both like it's like watching middle schoolers trying to ask each other out you're just like wow look they're I, making this so much harder than it has to be i mean like why do you think i mean i feel like we talked a little bit about andy leading into this relationship like Mm-hmm. Is, is are there things about Aaron that make you feel like Andy's the right guy for her? Are there things about Aaron? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, I mean, I, what do we know about Aaron that makes us feel like Andy <laughs> would be right for her? Andy, I I think Aaron is easily impressed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Andy desperately needs to impress somebody. Yes, that's actually true. That's actually And you very, hear that when, easily when, when entertained. Aaron, Aaron's like, he, he can do it all. Like, he's she's very impressed. Yeah, she's he's like, a playboy. Andy yeah. is like, wow, he's he's a playboy. He's way out of my league. And and for someone like Aaron, it's like, oh my gosh. Andy's like, oh, she's cute. She's 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 into me. She likes what I can do. Uh, the things that annoyed Angela, she seems to like about me. Um, and I think Andy's pretty e- fragile ego Uh I think someone who finds him funny and likes his music would be a huge help. So they're kind of cut out for each other in that way. There's also um, in, in the in You Made It Weird, the Pete Holmes podcast, uh, and, I, and I'm not up to date, but he does describe his own relationships sometimes or relationships in general as uh, one partner being look at me and the other partner being I see you. <laughs> and uh, I feel like that works very well with uh, Andy and Aaron. The other thing that like this is a little. I've been in that dance for years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the uh, he, he likes to dance. I like to watch him dance. <laughs> it works. Um, there's also that meme that has come out. Have you seen this? Where it's um, Angela is physically a child. The girl from the high school is literally a child, and Aaron is mentally a child. Have you seen oh. that? Yeah. Oh wow! That's yeah. good. It's kind I of brutal, not... yeah. Yeah. Eesh, Andy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow, I had not seen that meme. Yeah. Um... But, but I, I think there's a lot uh, that you, you guys clear nailed tuna it. Yes. The deeper waters. Yeah. <laughs> open, waters. <laughs> open waters. But I, I think I think you um, I think you nailed it pretty well. That that there's like an element of he, she's very impressed uh, by by Andy. Um, yeah. It doesn't, and it doesn't feel the same way when he's like going after Angela, which he's just sort of using a shotgun approach of just like anyone in the office who's single, don't care, <laughs> don't know, super care. Like he's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. shooting from the hip. Uh, he's got that wide stance telling Pam he's horny, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, and then like by the time he's interested in Aaron, it doesn't totally feel the same, and it does actually feel like, hey, you're actually someone I I could be with, uh, and it. That's why it's like, yeah, season six is is great because it actually ends up with, uh, well, it doesn't eventually end up, but you actually get them. They have they have they have their first kiss in a landfill, which is very on <laughs> office brand. It feels like uh, you mean in front whole... of a blue screen, I think. Yeah, sorry, uh, green, yeah, <laughs> some some screen somewhere. No, no. Um, but even like their their path to get there is is such a torturous one but by the time they do you're like okay i hope this will just work out and it's just like immediately then it's over by episode by the start of season seven um but i think let's we should probably get to like secretary's day with what we have to discuss secretary's day which is uh, you know of course when 
well, a- after they're at Sid and Dexter's and they, you know, Andy's very nervous about announcing to everyone that they're dating. And then he just literally gets on the intercom and announces it to everyone. Um, well, just to that Sid and Dexter's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone in the office in, who was in that Sid and Dexter's. In Sid and Dexter's, mm. but I think, um, uh, I mean, sir, that's such a cute moment too between Andy and Aaron when she's like, "You love the drama," like, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that I is like one of the moments where I think the, for me, that's a really important moment for Andy and Aaron because that's actually one of the few moments where I'm like. Oh wow! This is gonna work out between them, mm-hmm. which hey, it doesn't. Someone <laughs> understands Andy and uh, likes him all the same. Well, and in the it's funny because in the manager and salesman episode, he gives out the Valentines to everyone, and he gives mm-hmm. the one that intended for Aaron to Kelly. And then at the end of the episode, he has to try to clarify with everyone that he that he only wanted to give the Valentine to the person he liked liked. Oscar says, what are we, five? And then Aaron is there, and Andy just kind of and backs out. Um, so, it, Which it is, is funny, because that seems like that's in Aaron's language almost, to be like, I like like you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something I feel like Aaron would be like, oh, cool. Like, mm-hmm. like grown-ups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even in, uh, even in um, well, yeah, in the Happy Hour episode, Aaron, Andy has to kind of get over himself. But yeah, it does feel like Aaron, Aaron sees him. You're, you love it. You yeah, love it. for sure. Uh, <laughs> and then I think one thing that kind of adds to how this relationship just can just kind of, it can be so many different things in the office. So it can be like the center of a big plot line or like romantic tension. It can also be really silly and it's okay. I think like the stakes are low enough, at least in terms of what these characters mean to the show and what the romance kind of means to the show. Mm-hmm. That like, it's still funny when Andy ruins it. Totally. In, in Secretary's Day. Um, or I guess Andy doesn't ruin it, but Michael tells the secret and it's like, how do you not tell someone as Michael says, how do you not tell, uh, someone, your girlfriend that you were engaged to someone who sits four feet from four feet from them. That's like Mr. And Mrs. Smith crap. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone here in the office knows that I can't and won't keep a secret. (laughs) I mean, even like even leading up to that, like going back to secret Santa and the 12 days of Christmas, like that's. That's, I mean, I, part of that to me feels like a bit of Andy's having a hangover from the Angela thing where like, I need to make a gesture this big and perfect and amazing. Like, he's like, how did I finally get Angela? He just kept chipping away with like bigger and bigger gestures, mm-hmm. you know, going from the, the, the speakerphone song to getting the ice sculpture to like a cat. It's he, like, he's just used to like, this is how I have to get ingratiated. Um, and he goes way over budget on the 12 days of Christmas and and like, seems to hurt Aaron in the process um redeems himself of course with the 12 drummers in the parking lot but like he they they really are not in each other's orbit they don't like quite get how each other works for a while even though they're very interested in each other and so by the time they're actually together they seem to have a normal they're just like dating this is good and then it's just immediately over it feels like with with one with one like thing that uh Andy didn't say with one piece of cake to the face yeah. Well, let's, I mean, like, let's address, like, that part, too, where Aaron, I mean, obviously, we have Michael telling Aaron that Angela and him used to date, uh, Angela and uh, and uh, Andy used to date, but that scene where you Engaged. get Aaron uh, slapping him with the cake and then being like, you know, who else did you sleep with, like, 
Phyllis, Phyllis or Kelly or Pam? Pam all together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's funny, but like, you do get a sense of like, what the fuck? Everyone knew. Everyone mm-hmm. knew. That's literally what she, she's like. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. And they're all like, yep, pretty much. <laughs> like, that would be so horrifying. <laughs> like, you would just be like, absolutely not. No, we're done. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, it's that's it's completely on Andy. I mean, he had plenty of time to tell her, and like, you should, and that's someone you work should with. Should get to that like, pretty quick. It's, and, but 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 it it also fits that Andy wouldn't. I mean, he he can barely just straight up ask her out he, without being in character. Like, of course, yeah. he couldn't be honest about this. It it's especially uh, it's even harder to believe considering that the exact same like or not the exact same. Excuse me. Something similar happened to Andy, where everyone knew mm. except for yeah. him, and Michael had to tell him through a crack in an open window. Uh, you know, it's funny that everyone that's knew not... except for me. And I, I laughed when you said it, not not to uh, diminish it, but because of yeah. how many moments in the office does everyone know? And they're usually looking out the window down into the parking lot. You Whether know, it's Andy in the duel, or Michael and uh, Donna in the parking lot, or um, I guess it's not Michael and Donna in the parking lot, but uh, the. Um, when they're all watching, this isn't the same. When they're all watching Nate try to kill the beehive, how many moments does everyone <laughs> in the office? How many moments does everyone in the office oh just boy. get to bear witness? Yeah. Well, thing? the whole office knows it's a test, except yeah, that this yeah. one unsuspecting person does not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be interesting though? If if we never got Andy telling Aaron, you know, look, I'm super sorry about that, but just so you know, like. Angela was cheating on me with Dwight the entire time, and everyone in the office knew. So yeah, I'd be like, bit I'm of a pretty... traumatic thing for me. <laughs> so it's like he, it's probably like, look, I just didn't. It was a lot to tell you. <laughs> like yeah. we never get that really, you know, mm-hmm. him him expressing that, and I think that that would make him a little bit more sympathetic in that in the, that it, moment. It feels like. It feels like by the beginning of season seven, when we then find out Aaron's dating Gabe, that after throwing the cake at his face, they would have had an, another conversation outside of work about it together because they they were still dating. I know they broke up, but you'd Andy, I think you'd be able to have a healthy conversation after that and come together stronger. But no, all we get to see is uh, Aaron coming in over the summer and being like started dating Gabe. Well, uh, she had but only to. because, but only because <laughs> he was her boss. Um, we and do, Gabe is, yeah. We do have a lot of times though where Andy can't be honest. I think. Oh yeah, that's a big piece of it. Daryl has to kind of press him to express himself through song. Um, mm-hmm. You know, couldn't get I mean, out of bed gets, today. Yeah, <laughs> he eventually gets even worse. Uh, Andy does as far as what he does and doesn't tell Aaron. Well, this is by far even... the worst. But 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 this is where this like this sort of. Like I was saying, this sort of cycle of it's rocky, they figure it out, something messes up, they climb back, it's rocky, something messes up, and they're back at the bottom. It just kind of happens over and over in little ways. He can't even tell Jessica, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, that like it, it, that he's breaking up with, to, with, with her to be with Aaron. He says to her, whoa, that? No. Okay. You want honesty? Super honesty time. I'm gay. <laughs> 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 and, like, and Andy is constantly deflecting like that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, 
Even or like he has to kind of hold back, like the darn. <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> I mean, we gosh. can't talk about Andy. We can't have an Andy mention without bringing up the <laughs> lip bite <laughs> and the uh, <clears throat> darn. Why is that in the in the kitchen? Darn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 break up. I will say that the the cake in Andy's face is so perfectly arrayed. When he's trying it's to talk through it, it blocks out his eyes, and he asks her if he can talk. They can talk. He has a harmonica around his neck. Yeah. <laughs> so is it true? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I just I regret just another, the, like very serious. I regret that we never got to hear Secretary of Love. Ah, yeah. His song. Yeah. Forget the teapot letter. Yeah. Yeah. Forget the Michael and Todd Packer basketball game. I want to hear uh, Secretary of Love. Yeah. Get the Robert California voicemail. Give me that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Let's... Enter Gabe Lewis. <laughs> let's, enter I mean, Gabe enter Lewis. Enter Gabe Lewis. A perfect, just just a total, a total oblivious villain. It's uh, a perfect role for Gabe. Of course, we need to discuss the the Glee watch party. Uh, they go over to uh, to Gabe's house. Andy decides that he's going to go for Aaron. He eats the um, what is it? The dried uh, seahorse. 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 Yeah. Springtime in the Rockies. That's one of my favorite uh, <laughs> earworms of the show. <laughs> I know how to use chopsticks so well. <laughs> I don't know. Any opinions on this stage of the relationship, this episode? Yeah, I mean, she says to, to Andy, you and Michael are always the life of the party. And yeah. uh, she, like... Yeah, it's just Andy trying to deal with like his 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 feeling, I guess. Daryl makes him take a shot, <laughs> you know. If I were into a <laughs> if I were into a guy like Gabe who liked uh, Asian stuff, and I was into a you looking dude <laughs> who liked uh, sweaters, <laughs> I'd choose you, and I'd blow your mind. <laughs> I'd blow your mind. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I I certainly in this episode, I feel a little bit like maybe Gabe is a good person for Aaron. Like he's throwing the pizza party. He's having the Glee watch party. I mean, Gabe is not super weird yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's He definitely becomes that. But, I mean, the fact that it starts that she says yes because he's a boss, I mean, that's like, you know, that yeah. that that ages in a very um, real way, in a bad way, in the yes. like, real world, where it's like, this is, this is terrible. This shouldn't have ever happened. And if that's why they're dating, then it's... Not only is are the two of them a bad fit, this is just a absolute disaster and a, a bad thing that's that's happening here. It's and fun, so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, it's funny whenever they have a Gabe talking head talking about his relationship with Aaron. I started dating Aaron over the summer, and it has been, in a word, exquisite. And then, <laughs> yes, Aaron and I are still dating. Why do you keep asking me that so often? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. My question for you guys is when when is when do we when is there a switch where, of course, we kind of see. Andy accept that I think I think Andy hits rock bottom during the watch party episode. He throws up under Gabe's pillow and just tucks it in. And I think that after that he accepts that Gabe and Aaron are dating. I need to move on. Aaron though 
all of a sudden starts to not want Gabe and want Andy again. We see that in sort of a Valentine's uh, Day episode with the scavenger hunt that Gabe sends Aaron on. But is there maybe an earlier moment that we get a whiff of that? That Andy is not pursuing Aaron actively anymore? No, no, no. That Aaron is now into Andy while she's dating Gabe. Oh. Maybe in PDA? Yeah, I mean, they're... The, they're... The, the, the scavenger hunt and the puzzle? That's what I was... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I think there are a number of moments throughout season seven where we're kind of led to believe as viewers that Andy and Aaron are still kind of going to get together again. I think in Andy's yeah. play, when, you know, he's disappointed Aaron can't be there, he's got the phone in the pocket hoping to see any last-minute good luck texts, uh, right. and then he finally sees... Her in the bird. back with Cece. Yeah. It was in my pocket. Yeah. Um, then he ruins the play. Yeah. Uh, but then at the end, he and Aaron are sitting in the the audience together in the in the seats and they yeah. uh, Okay, That's kill me, right. I can't take it anymore. She yep. so and then all of a sudden Gabe calls and she has to bring him home soup. So right. th- like there are a lot of Somebody moments like soup? that <laughs> scattered throughout season seven. Um but it is funny the way that Andy kind of leans back in the uh, in that in that scavenger hunt. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's safe to say like, well, now Andy's been hurt two times in the office at least by Angela and by Aaron once, uh, and uh, yeah, maybe that's, that's why he he feels like he's got to hang back. But then Aaron realizes that she has to go harder for for Andy and mm-hmm. so she breaks up with Gabe in front of everyone at the Dundies mm-hmm. that's cold <laughs> it like is Pam? it is yeah <laughs> I mean uh yeah and Aaron is Aaron is good at suddenly taking out a flamethrower and destroying everything in front of her and it happens fast <laughs> and it's, I mean that's kind of what she, she doesn't does with even the cake, know too. what it's just she's like, done bam it's over and then it's like bam that's over um so yeah, it's it's she's it's great TV is what it is, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like the, I mean poor Gabe, like is I guess Gabe is kind of a Karen to their relationship, like she's she's this <laughs> third person that comes into the love triangle only to make the bond of the other two stronger by the end, um, and so like in a weird way, even though Gabe is the boss and it doesn't start in a good way, I don't know if he knows about that. It's he's certainly. Uh, used I guess in a way almost even though he doesn't know it and I don't even think Aaron really knows it either Um, Mm -hmm. but ultimately that's kind of what happens because he gets you know gets the short stick Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's fair to say he's the carrot in their relationship but it's it's all I got with the Mm -hmm. Jim and Pam overlap one thing one thing that I think we should mention is that in that PDA episode Andy is said you've been dating another character this girl Rachel who he meets at Daryl's party Mm. Right. Um, but uh, there is a moment at the end when uh, <laughs> they're all at a conference room meeting, and uh, Ryan says, "Speaking of Gabe, I don't see Aaron at this meeting." And Meredith says, uh, "I also don't see Andy." And Gabe says, "I get it. Andy slamming my girlfriend. Very funny." And then he goes on to talk about about PDA. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's I get it. Andy yeah. slamming my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Uh. Yeah, then we get Aaron making like the uh, 
you're kind of help hyping up Andy to become the manager. Yeah. Uh, and going after him with the sock puppet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's also like, I mean, even just at the end of PDA, like there's the, like, I think like the prize is like a Valentine's day kiss. And Aaron's like, are we supposed to kiss? Like, and, he, <laughs> and and he's like, no, I, Gabe's right there. Like, you guys are supposed to kiss. Like, but Aaron is just like so, just like uh, I guess at that very moment, just wrapped up in the in the romance between her and Andy. So, anyways, so of course we get the uh, very dramatic breakup or, or the very public breakup at the Dundies, uh, followed by search party. Uh, or search committee uh, where we get a lot of Gabe aggressively. Uh, <laughs> well, before that, in, in, in Dwight K. Schrute acting manager, there's the, yes. Uh, of course, when, when Gabe accosts Andy and you know, where that's, you know, that's where we get the, this like, you don't want to get on my bad side. I've seen some horrible things. I own over 200 R movies. Okay. That's so weird. Gets right up in his face and makes it clear to Andy to not, that she shouldn't date Aaron. And Andy's not totally, you know, he doesn't really give an answer, but uh, this sends Gabe spinning into paranoia and depression and all these things that he then, yeah, we see boil up in search committee. It also causes Jim to ask, so you guys are filming people in the bathroom now? <laughs> <laughs> Good, sir. <laughs> There's nothing that would give me more pleasure than to give you the, the hand that was in my hand. I specifically remember because you said it so weird. Oh. <laughs> uh. So that's kind of how season seven ends. Well, season seven ends with the sock puppet. Yeah. Where Aaron, as the sock puppet, says, I need the most special thing in the office, a date with the best salesman, Andy Bernard. And then Andy says this. He says, Aaron's my best friend in the office, hands down. But when she asked me out, I just didn't have that feeling, you know? Aren't there some things you really want to like but just can't seem to like it? Like Mad Men or football? <laughs> Let's not forget, Aaron, cream. Aaron chose Gabe over me. That happened. I'm not going to apologize for getting over her, okay? I'm sorry. I would go for someone for who's more... She's great, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> After he tells her, I don't think we should. Yeah. Like, it's just like the, the back and forth. The, I mean, the, I mean uh, why like, do Won't you... they, will they? <laughs> why, does, why is Andy holding back? Well, he doesn't know. I don't think he really knows. Yeah, I don't get it. I it's just Oh, but I'm sorry, but no, because she tried to kiss him while dating Gabe during the PDA episode in the scavenger hunt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know if I buy that. I think I think if he did, then why didn't he then why didn't he say yes when she asked him out because at I the think, end of the season? I think that this is actually kind of a nice like well written bit about Andy is that he's scarred is that he's a little bit traumatized after and he dating hasn't had a very Angela. hard life <laughs> after dating Angela after dating Aaron and then Aaron dating someone else in the office and Angela sleeping with someone else in the office the whole time I can see how Andy might at this mm-hmm. point be like I think I just need to I mean it would be smart of someone to say at that point <laughs> i don't think i'm in a date in the office anymore yeah. <laughs> well, there's a whale totally eating gabe that's a oh, that's a good yeah that's a good, that's a good top bite moment almost <laughs> i think i think that's the thing though is that their, their relationship 
as we kind of begin to look to the end of it or the end of it in the show, like they hurt each other and they, they kind of reject each other at different times. Uh, and that kind of, what I love to to see on the show. So the final, yeah, yeah, this is right, right in your wheelhouse there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that takes us into season eight, which is, you know, um, just another chapter <laughs> in the won't they, will they? Yes, yes. Won't I, they, will I, they? I feel like we still have so much to cover with these guys because uh, we still have, I mean, now all of a sudden we start to see Ar- Andy wanting Aaron again now that he's the manager and it's even less... Um, <laughs> it's even more problematic, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, he's dating yes. Jessica. Yeah, and he's dating Jessica. Um, and he's oh, yeah, that's, sorry, that's right. So actually, the way that season eight starts is that we still get Aaron wanting Andy, but now he's dating Jessica. So we're at. I mean, if you know, we get Christmas episode, the pool party episode. Um, we get a lot of uh, Aaron really focused on Andy and Andy. A lot of Aaron really focused on Jessica's hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish she were dead. Oh my God, Jessica, <laughs> did you fart? <laughs> that's how it's done. That's the, that's, that's the best. And then you have Andy make uh, worried about Robert taking Aaron home during Christmas wishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, so the, the, the drama kind of continues all the way through. Um, it, I mean, it really, it feels so teen angsty with Mm -hmm. them especially with the robert taking her home thing uh but in season eight we also get the recurrence of dwight and aaron however briefly in pool party Mm -hmm. when she's trying to get she gets dwight to be her partner in the chicken fight why because i am mighty yeah, mm-hmm. he keeps calling her Hick. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a won't they that I'll always yeah, yeah. wish yeah. was a will they. Uh, I can see they... Aaron out on that beet farm. Yeah, really getting into it. Just how... running with Moe's having oh, the yeah. time of her life. <laughs> yeah, Moe's and Aaron. There's the real. There's the real couple. <laughs> We that's missed a, out. That's on. a that's a friendship that we missed mm-hmm. out on. You're right. In in that case, You're is right. Aaron? I mean, you use the analogy of 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 like a Karen, Gabe being a Karen to Andy and Aaron's Jim and Pam. Do you think in this case, Aaron is the Pam or is the Scarecrow the Pam? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Might have to think about and then that. Dwight one. is their Karen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The beats. The beats are their Karen. Yeah. Uh, how did, how did Jessica and Andy, we, we know that Jessica was an, as an assistant cross country coach. How did they meet? They just seem to be in the same wealthy, they, they, they come from the same, mm. it, it's just, think a, they met at like the, a sailing club function. Yeah. They met at the debutante ball or something like that. I don't know what, <laughs> what do they do? I don't know. But, it's first, uh, like mentioned in spooked, I think, but. Like it's yeah. serious. They've been on a bunch of dates. He's worried it was going to make Aaron uncomfortable. We know she it's went in- to Bryn Mawr. I wonder if there was some sort of collegiate, yeah. like some they some alumni event. Coach. Yeah, they met in the Hamptons or something like that. You know, yeah. like it's it's just from that from his waspy life that East, that East Coast money. <clears throat> and uh, but uh, eventually we get to the Florida arc, which is where there's a shift and. Andy starts to want Aaron again and we don't see Jessica as much. And I think that 
you know, the seed is planted in the Christmas episode because, uh, you know, with Robert taking Aaron home and stuff like that. But eventually, I mean, Andy runs, drives down to Florida, overshoots it by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, he I'll try to come in, even though I'm sick with the Florida flu. He just hung up on me mid-sentence. <laughs> The thing with Jessica, like Jessica is another victim in this in this whole mess yeah. of the relationship, because she also seems like, wait, is this a good match for Andy? How like and like is Aunt, like this? What's going on here? Um, they seem to yeah be from this a similar background. Uh, we, I, going back to pool party, we know that um, Andy's parents really like Jessica. Somewhat like that, that's why they gave her the Bernard family ring. Yep. You know that that would mean a ton to Andy. Like, to have his parents' approval on, like, someone he's dating, like, that would mess with Andy's head and his soul and mind in a way that he's just like, I have to make this work with Jessica because, oh, my God, Dude. my dad just patted me on the back. Like, this is crazy. Um, so it, it I, totally tracks that, like, he would just be, like, focused just on Jessica and be like, Aaron, sorry, you're not going to get the same approval that Jessica has. I wish so bad that there was just a little bit more detail in there that like Jessica belongs to like the Frito Lay's family or something <laughs> like that. And Jessica Frito. You know, that's that's yeah, the character's full and name. It, and it's just Frito like Frito Dash know, Lay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and just like they like it's just like a big deal that like this is almost like a royal like <laughs> like two yeah. families merging. Um, yeah, type there's of a, a Frito Lay Hall at Cornell. That, that there's so because it it just only raises the stakes later when Andy throws this all away. Yeah, uh, uh, much in with. the same way that okay, so Jessica is the Esther then to <laughs> to the Dwight to Dwight and Angela's and Dwight and Angela's because uh, yeah, then I guess Jessica's not, not the Karen that's still Gabe. Okay, so we okay, I think we're figuring this out. But yes, yeah, uh, yep. that's. Uh, I, I, yeah, that would have been a fun detail. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. Is it, should, can we move on to the to Andy breaking up with Jessica? Is there anything that we have missed up to that point that we need to cover? I mean, Andy well, pops out of a box, wears the ring, Lance a lot. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I, I love that because like that's Andy comes down and makes another big romantic gesture, but once again. He didn't even break up with Jessica. He has to do that on the Twice, drive back basically. with Aaron in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, so they have so bad Gatorade hot dogs and then hit the road. <laughs> They're just, he's just, Andy's just, he's, he's, he's bad at this too. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he can't, he can't get any timing right. He can't like get anything. He's like rarely honest. And when he is honest, he gets. So he just he just messes it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> crazy time. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, you know, because that's the thing when he uh, he has to break up with her twice because the first time, like Jessica says, "Oh my god, are you leaving me for Aaron?" You said she wasn't relationship material and she wasn't as good as me, but it's her, isn't it? And that's when he says, "Whoa, super honesty time. I'm gay." So yep. then he has to like go back. He's so uh, afraid to be seen uh, as a bad guy yeah. or be super, hated by someone. Super duper honesty time. I'm not gay. In fact, I'm so not gay. I'm in love with a girl. Her name is Erin Hannon. She's right there. She's sweet, funny, and beautiful in total relationship material. And they all tell him to go away. <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah. I love that. 
<laughs> yeah. Time for a little kiss. That's the I asked I asked Alex way too late if we could make that a drop. Uh and it, it was too late, but we can get it we, we'll get it in the rotation. Have eventually. a little kiss. <laughs> no. Sorry, not right. No kisses till the breakup is official. I do love when they're running through the breakup too as scenarios. Like, yeah, and Aaron's like <laughs> just like playing like the totally reasonable, like yeah, I you know I appreciate you saying that. And then they run it again, and she's like, "What? I'm so tired. I didn't get any sleep." <laughs> the first way she says, "Well, Andy, I'm upset, but you did this in the best way possible, and I knew you as a lover, and I'll remember you as a gentleman." Okay, that was one minute and ten seconds. They're like timing it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very reminiscent of a Dwight Michael role play out. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I I don't know for sure, but I would love to imagine that that's an Ellie that that the like what I'm so tired I didn't get any sleep is an Ellie Kemper imp- improvisation like mm-hmm. oh yeah because I know that she's great at that but <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we can we can move into to move on to the next uh, the next chapter season nine yeah kind of it's the oh final chapter it's just it's a bad chapter that is hard to watch. This is where slow moving train wreck. This is where, uh, as Ryan Lloyd says it, uh, the writers did Andy dirty. He (laughs) he comes off as a very bad dude Mm -hmm. in -hmm. the end of this relationship. And uh, I mean, I mean, what I mean, where does this begin, really? Aaron is so excited that Andy comes back from Outward Bound um, and they're together. and, And Aaron seems to like. She wants to be a very good girlfriend uh, in the boat when she suggests that they go out for one last picnic. Oh, well, we'd have to leave right now. Okay, so let's leave right now. And then they get to the boat. And uh, I mean, I guess I should acknowledge um, there are other episodes through this where Aaron is kind of helping Andy out. And here comes Treble when she's trying to, like, get the guys to sing. Yeah. Very supportive, despite Andy kind of not reciprocating it that much, it feels like. Yeah, she's very supportive sure. of Andy. And then, remember, Andy also uh, kills the letter of recommendation for Nellie to adopt, and then the person that's crying is, in fact, Aaron. That's right. right. And then they get all the way to the boat, and Walt Jr. has locked himself in and is drinking all the wine. <laughs> and they go on this boat trip together, and Aaron is disappointed that it's, he didn't take her. She says that uh, if if he had asked her to go, she would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, this is where I start to question whether like, what is influenced by Ed Helms and his relationship with the show and the writers. He's kind of joining. He's like a part of the Hangover trilogy at this time. We know that's kind of why he he left the show and stuff but i mean just narratively this is a huge bummer <laughs> everything yeah. was going so well for andy and aaron well i mean not in the lead up but like if walter jr if walter jr's not on that boat i mean how different do, is does all this go mm-hmm. obviously that's not what happens he is there they go to the bahamas um is it andy is so uh Again, I feel like Andy's trauma with his his family and his dad and how like 
that just immediately he makes this rash decision of like, you know what? I want this time with my brother free of like the cloud that is my dad hanging over our family now and over me and taking this boat, this symbol of everything he hates about who he is um, and to sort of exercise those demons. And he doesn't even consider Aaron and all of that. Um, Cause I think he's by this point feels like, and he's just taking it for granted completely. Yeah. And to yeah. the point that he's like, yeah, I can go to the Bahamas without you and back and you'll be waiting for me and that'll be fine. Um, and so the power shifts a little bit here from Andy to Aaron um, because she is able to kind of see that clearly finally of like, Hey, he doesn't seem to be putting as much effort into this as me at all. And um, for probably for the best, honestly, because yeah, Andy's not treating her well. And like the writers probably do that because maybe Ed Helms had a foot out the door already on the show. And they're like, well, if you're going to, if you're not going to, you know, like run I mean, through the tape here on the show with us, then yeah, we're going to have your character have one foot out the door. And that's what I be great. That's what I always think about when I get to this part of the show. Yeah. It's it's hard for me not to think about, like, did they have a vendetta against Ed Helms that started from the beginning of season nine? Because he looks really bad just at, right at the top of season nine, having Nellie get on the slack line and all those types of things. Um, I mean, Rafe and Feather were not a good influence. It's clear. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you guys know this, but I always struggle with those those kinds of things you know like i mean i i see what you're yeah, saying no but idea. it's like you no can idea. only ever deal with what's on screen you know i that i mean and that's what i'm saying like i i, I didn't like this storyline i didn't like that all of a sudden after we've built andy up after we've had to like ever since he leaves in season three for anger management we've been rooting for this guy the whole time and it all works out with with him and Aaron, and even if it's kind of ugly, the way that he breaks off his second engagement <laughs> of the show, it all worked out between them. And then we just start season nine with him being a huge douche, and and uh, all of a sudden we're rooting for Aaron to move on from Andy. Moving um, on. Moving on to, uh, to Plop, to Pete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, and we, and we see the fallout of that Andy coming back from the boat trip and being jealous and things like that. I mean, I just, uh, that's, that's peak worst Andy is when he gets back. Right. Yes. And he's like expecting everyone to still love him and like everything he does is fine and that like why why would anyone be acting weird and that's that's just the worst Andy for sure he's so entitled he's just feels like dude we've been covering for you you haven't even been here and and therefore you're rooting for Aaron to move on you're like oh my god yeah. girl dump him girl <laughs> sing it sister dump him dump, dump that dude I think I it's just a, an idea but I wonder if in season nine the idea with Andy was to make him like Andy is really self-destructive um, and he, he ruins things on his own. Not not exactly like Michael, but they have similar capacity to do <laughs> yeah. so yes. um, to ruin things. And I think that was a big piece of it. I think the, the difference between Andy is Andy seems a lot meaner at times, especially to Nelly. Um, and that's just kind of the overall tone his character takes in the season. I wonder if it was supposed to have come off a different way um, or if it was supposed to maybe be funnier than it actually was. Um, but 
Yeah, it, it, it is really difficult to kind of to kind of hang on with Andy in season nine. He gets kind of that little bit of redemption at the end of the season. Um, but over the course of the boat trip, I mean, Aaron, at first, you know, she's so excited to see him. Even when the laptop falls in the water. Mm-hmm. Andy, yeah. Andy, <laughs> Andy. And then but by the time he comes back in couples discount, Aaron says, uh, I really want to have fun today because tomorrow's going to be a nightmare. Andy's coming back from his big, stupid, dumb boat trip. He's been rude. He's been selfish. I think he's been a big jerk and I'm breaking up with him. Bam. How do you like me now? I hope as a friend. <laughs> it's just like after all the tension and the buildup over the three seasons before four, se- it's like and then that this is where it's this is it. The payoff is just doesn't. There is no payoff. It just kind of slowly crumbles away uh, at Plop's feet. And you're like, this guy? Like, he just comes in in the ninth inning. And, like, this is how Aaron's – this is how it's going to end. And it's like, good. I mean, Plop's a much better guy than Andy at that point. And they seem happy. So great. We have have nothing invested in Plop. I mean, who who cares? (laughs) Well, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. So there is is (laughs) – We we we, wonderful quotes. We (laughs) We have nothing invested in plop. Um, so I would disagree that we don't get any payoff. We get payoff in the fact that Aaron grows and actually kind of moves on from Andy and and does something like in her own self interest and isn't uh, isn't kind of carrying him along, isn't dragging him along anymore. Um, and I mean, there's the the breaking point for Aaron. Or when she goes back and does dump Andy is when she says to Pete, I couldn't do it. And Pete says, you don't have to apologize. I just want you to be happy. Aaron kisses Pete and then runs back in, breaks up with Andy and spills the beans to David Wallace. Hmm. That's, that's kind of how it all happens. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then yeah. we get, uh, and then of course we get uh, moving on season nine, episode 16, <laughs> uh, where they, they all, they, they have these call like a- Andy finds out. And that's when Andy brings back Gabe. And, oh yeah, uh, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and Alice, fresh that's meat, right? It's just so weird. It's it get the it gets so petty and so odd. And who's this Alice? Who is? What are we doing mm-hmm. here? You know, it's it's just it's 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 I don't know. Uh uh-uh. uh nope. Mm-hmm. It makes for it makes for a funny last uh scene uh, one last uh parting shot for gabe um, yeah 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 <laughs> i mean this is a part of the show at the end of season nine when like there's so much happening like the momentum of the season is just yeah it, so this fades away on. yeah because i mean like with the other things going on in season nine you have the farm you have uh the gym the and athlete Pam arc tension yeah exactly and then the fact that the documentary is going to come out soon robert and angela and the senator all or excuse me oscar Angela, the senator, yes. um, and all of these things are all happening together, all at the same time. And yeah. eventually, Dwight, and then eventually, like Dwight, all coming back to Dwight and Angela, mm-hmm. who was a plot point in Andy and Aaron, like way before, mm-hmm. or at least with Andy. It's it's like, yeah, it, it does. It just it just goes to the back burner real fast. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it feels like the writers just want to be done with like that. <laughs> it totally it totally just dissolves into yeah. into all those storylines and. Uh, yeah. And I think that, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, I've, I've always just been curious about, you know, where maybe where maybe they thought that was going to go uh, 
that whole storyline with uh, with Andy and Aaron? Like, where did they imagine um, those two were going to wind up? And then perhaps uh, actor availability, Ed Helms, it changed what they had to write. Were, were they going to have a happy ending in season nine? I think the arc of Andy and Aaron actually kind of mirrors or is similar to the way that Andy is used in the show. Andy's mm. character changes so much, and he's just malleable enough that he can kind of fit whatever role they need him to be. He's a he's a very antagonistic character in season three, um, yep. within Dwight and Angela's relationship, um, and then later on he kind of he's um, he's kind of this comedic figure as the salesman who can't really make any sales. And he's he's, he's like sympathetic confidence. then, yeah, yeah. And then they bring him in as manager, and then all of a sudden he's the one who has to like get reassurances from Jim and Dwight and Daryl that like he's. Yeah good enough to be manager and he has to grow in that regard and stand up to Robert California. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the end, he plays this kind of, uh, I don't know, this figure who kind of throws all that goodwill away. Um, and then in the end is pursuing his dream of becoming famous of any kind. And yeah, all yeah. of those seem to check out within Andy's box. And I think the way that the Andy and Aaron relationship kind of fits that mold where it's, it's like, well, they won't they, but it's really silly and they can't figure out how to communicate with each other. And then uh, it's more dramatic when Gabe comes in and, uh, you know, there, there's that there's that obstacle between them. And then at the end, when Andy has to break up with Jessica and come back and then obviously, of course, as it all ends with Andy mo- or Aaron moving on to uh, to Pete, um, it just it takes all these different forms, just like Andy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a, good, it's a good bow to put on it right there. A nice bow to put on it. I, I, I'll put just one more teeny tiny bow on put the, top. Of put that. the little curl. Put the little curl on the bow. Just you know? because. You ever guys do that? <clears throat> okay, sorry. I think I think Andy and Aaron. It's just important. It's it's really easy to get caught up in Andy, like. But Aaron wise, it's just like you said, Edwin. Like just watching her growth, uh, is is maybe the payoff of uh, of them not being together. We see Aaron idolize Michael because she needs a father figure. We see her, uh, you know, she's entertained by Andy and she thinks that that's love. And then she finds someone like Pete who's just a normal guy who just is comfortable to be with. And um, and maybe even still she says, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I'm still looking for. So I, I think... Uh, um, Maybe that is, while I'm a little disappointed as a viewer that it didn't end in, you know, happily ever after for Andy and Aaron, maybe that's the payoff that we, that that's what Aaron's character needed to grow up um, from, uh, from the, uh, from the very (laughs) youthful Aaron we Mm -hmm. meet in, uh, in season five. Well, guys, uh, I think, uh, that about does it for Andy and Aaron. Let's uh, take a quick break. I mean, we can, we can wrap it if you want. Say it. Well, we've we spent all this time dwelling on the plot of Andy and Aaron, but like together, they're really funny. Like that's that's why yeah. okay. I think that they, they like they're so kind of endearing over the course of the show. So like, I mean, I don't know what are the funny moments that stand out to you about Andy and Aaron. Just to kind of <laughs> you know, like he, they mentioned it, the way they were flirting, and and Aaron says what like. A bunch of people found dead. I was flirting with a man. Yeah. Hey, big boy, you like when I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Where did you learn to talk like that? Black snake moan? Yeah, I love the black snake moan reference. There's a a Shrek 2. 
<laughs> yeah. Or just like there's a moment where uh, they're talking about Weekend at Bernie's. Andy brings up Weekend at Bernie's and Aaron goes, <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, all their interactions during murder, like, you know, <laughs> them playing the characters and not being certain. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you mean, Nathaniel? <laughs> my boudoir is always open. <laughs> one of my favorite is it's not even they're not this is when he's dating jessica but during christmas wishes uh when when aaron gets, aaron gets drunk and she's like she's she's like feeling jessica's hair and then andy's like can i talk to you and they go talk to her in the conference room and she's and he's like have you had anything to eat today besides candy canes and she's like uh or she says like every martini has an olive or something like that <laughs> and then uh and he says, I think I'll make you some oatmeal. And it's just Kevin who's like, I don't mean to put you out, but if you're making oatmeal, I'll take an apple cinnamon and a maple brown sugar in a cup of whole milk. Uh, that's not even really an Andy Aaron scene, but that's just, I laugh so hard every time that happens. The 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 comedy of uh, Andy spying behind the plants with uh, on, about Kevin oh, and Aaron. very good. And then Michael, you know, again, ruins it by by really making kevin feel terrible and then he looks up and goes yes andy and then andy just moves his head and just like slams it against the desk (laughs) they would say things like oh this guy's gonna fail this class that's so weird what is he doing (laughs) why would i hide it (laughs) that's one of my favorite earworms as well i'll text pam she might know what to do i'll text Aaron as well she's really good warmer warmer Are you sure? (laughs) I I don't even know if the talking does the talking head. I'm trying to think. What's the one where Andy like has has a really extreme head to the side? There's something where he's thinking about Aaron or whatever. I don't remember what that is. Because he says something, and then it's the second phase. It's almost all the way to the side. I think it's hey, something about Gabe. I know, Gabe. Like I know what you're about talking about. Yeah, we didn't even talk about. Uh, I mean, we didn't talk about. They're supposed to go on their first date, and it ends up being Andy ap- appearing at their house. Aaron's like, oh, with Reed. house or apartment in the in his sister's yeah. field hockey skirt. Yeah, <laughs> with Reed, oh, yeah. we get to see Reed. Oh um, yes, of and then course. Then the kiss on the cheek, and then in New Leeds, when they're standing in the dump, Aaron puts her coat on him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all and he's shivering yeah. and then they kiss and he says to do uh, or uh when aaron rubs his calf after his bag is up in the ceiling his what his bag is so he, yeah. he's the whistleblower he's like it doesn't make me the worst person in the world it yeah. does and then like his bag is up there and, and Phyllis right. says, you deserve it and so he's up there and aaron is just uh you know <laughs> I think what you do is really brave. She just rubs the back of his calf. Oh, yeah. I, I what about when they're at, uh, at Niagara Falls and she's like, has kind of like a like just a wadded up shirt or something. And she's like, I thought this would be good for your damaged scrotum penis. <laughs> yeah, damaged the penis. wood might be too hard on your damaged penis. <laughs> or how about again? This is just this is where we are now. They're, Pam and Andy are driving back after making their sales calls, and Andy is super weird about the baby. Yeah. And he goes, what do you All think right. of Aaron? And Pam goes, ah. And he goes, do you think I could do better? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pam gets back and is talking to Aaron and says, 
hey, what do you think about Andy? He's kind of like Marlon Brando. Or she says, Andy's like the coolest guy I've ever seen. And Pam says he's like yeah. Marlon Brando. She goes, oh, did you mean Marlon Wayans? Because yes. Yes. <laughs> Andy's just like Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. <laughs> Last one for me. Yes. Uh, I, I promise. <laughs> is uh, it, in the episode, um, Manager and Salesman, Andy has handed out all the Valentines. And Aaron is giving this voicemail. After she talks to Kelly and Kelly's like, Oh, I can't believe I just wouldn't have noticed him before. And Aaron says, I, I would, I, I'm, I'm silly for thinking that he would have been interested in me. He can, he's such a playboy. And all this time she's giving that voiceover and he is in the office and the dogs are sniffing at his crotch. <laughs> he's like trying to fill out. <laughs> he's trying to make lunch in the kitchen and the dogs the great, are there. The great yeah. Dates. yeah. They love a good crotch. <laughs> Isn't she like it's a compliment? He's like, yeah. oh, oh. I take it. <laughs> he makes such a funny face while that's yeah. happening. Uh, All right, there we go. I'm sure. Thank I'm you. sure thank we you, missed. Edwin, for thank you for 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 having us do that, thing. bringing yeah. us back yeah. around yeah. to what's yeah. really important: the uh, laughs between <clears throat> friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we did miss any great Andy and Aaron moments, please uh, shoot us an email. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll head to the conference room. All right. You know what? That's it. Conference room. Five minutes. All right. We're going to catch up on a couple, just a couple emails here. This will be quick here. We've been going a while here on Andy and Aaron. We, we yeah, were like, will we have enough to talk about? It's like, yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Email from Ian short and sweet. Uh, it says, uh, it says, Sean's right. Season nine sucks. That's it. <laughs> Hell Ian yeah. Ian in Portland. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, uh, Ian. Love you, man. <laughs> we got, uh, another email from Alexander. Uh, subject just says, I have the answer. I'm, you're clicking on that every time. He says, hey guys, listening to the podcast on the documentary format, and I have the answer on how to end the show. It's not sexy, but it's 100% correct. First, all the stuff about airing <laughs> first all the stuff about airing the documentary scrap it it's gone setting angela's wedding background music playing muted shots of each character having a good old time and a blurb of text about where they are today then a screen with an inspirational message about 9 years in an american workplace plus a famous quote roll fake credits so i think he's pitching like how the actual pbs documentary would have ended i like it that like the office the series is the documentary yes. yeah yeah which I could see that how I could see them doing that, still finishing be, with the wedding. It would be really jarring though to just be watching The Office, knowing that it was the last episode, and then just having like the the text appear. It's kind of like um, yeah, those just, those teen <laughs> movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, or, or just how a lot of documentaries end, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they're like, it took us two years to edit this. Meanwhile, <laughs> right? Yeah, then it's like, yeah, it gives gives you the update on what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, another um, question here uh, from Ginger in Tennessee, asking, "How can I convert non-office watchers? Hmm. I really struggle with how to convince non-office fans to give the show a chance. Any suggestions? I have a hard time putting into words why this is the most fabulous show that ever existed. I've talked a few people into giving it a try, but they always say, "Nah, I didn't really like it," or "I don't know why you think it's so funny." Hmm. <laughs> So how, what do you think? How do we, is this, is it something where it's like, you can't save everyone? You know, you, they're going to like it or they don't. You can't, you, <laughs> you can't, can't save, save everyone. everyone. You can't save everyone. 
<laughs> you, you need to let <laughs> let them let them be okay. You, you need know? one of you need Dwight's lists about who would be on life boats versus life rafts. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. No, I I think uh, I think you can't push it. I've certainly met people who don't like the office, and then they find out that I do an office podcast. And they don't understand. <laughs> and uh, but I think uh, no, I I, I think it, it, what this brings to mind for me is that we just did our documentary episode last week, and one of the points that I arrived at while recording was just maybe The Office is my favorite sitcom ever because I love the mockumentary format, and no one's ever done it better. No one's ever like written it better, um, except Trailer Park Boys. Okay, maybe. Although that's an unwritten, that, that's an unscripted show. That's not but, true. That's not true. Okay, all right. Well, it was. Not... It wasn't for I think the first or second season, and then it was oh, okay. scripted the rest of the time. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I should yes and you. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I and. Maybe my point would be that uh, it could be the best mockumentary sitcom ever. Hmm. I think it's a good point. Yeah, including would... the BBC Office. We always got to put that in there. Yeah, I'm including that. From whence it it's came? It's better. It's better than that. This is our favorite show, the NBC Office. We say it at the top of every episode. <laughs> oh, oh, it's my. Oh, it is my favorite show. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're going to start over. Uh, okay, this week uh, we're going to be talking about Annie and Aaron. I uh, I would agree. I don't I don't think the key at this point the key isn't to like push it really heavy and to highly recommend it. I think especially when people find out that I do a podcast about it, you know, people will tell you their opinions about The Office a lot of the yes. time. And a lot of times people don't like The Office, and sometimes people are almost proud of that fact. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's just—it's oh, yeah. so ubiquitous. It's so well known. Um, and, and oh, we, they'll be proud that they don't like it. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I've met them. I've met them. I think. I think the way you do it, and like uh, you'll hear some people say too, or I've heard this at least, that you know, I, I didn't like that the the pilot was just like the UK Office, for example. Or uh, I couldn't get into the first season or something like that. Small-minded. So, Small-minded. I, I would. Uh, I would just. Uh, you know, just tell them that you highly recommend it. If, if they want a place to start, I would start at season two, just yeah. for the sake of yeah. kicking it off with the Dundies and meeting all the characters. That isn't uh, because I don't like season one. I love season one. It's just uh, yeah, of course uh, the Dundies. I think is a great place to jump off and and, and uh, meet the characters, and uh, and then you can just recommend it. Like some, uh, what I would say when when people will tell me that they haven't watched The Office before, they couldn't get into it. Although I will just say like, give it a chance sometime. When uh, when you're in the mood to try something new, yeah, you know, and, I, uh, yeah, I think Edwin, that's a great point. I I always forget that I actually started in season two and that I had to go back and watch season one. So I'll always recommend uh, season two. I think my first episode was Christmas Party, and uh, but I think Dundee's is a great first episode, and my favorite episode, Murder, I think is a great first episode all the way in season five. I think. Uh, Six, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, you know. I think I think introduce them to a, an episode that you think is really funny. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to do the, it. The the like watching in a group might help too, or like like having it on casually, and like 
with people that like it. I mean, you don't want to like force someone to watch it or you don't want to like sit someone down and being like, let's watch the office and yeah. like it together. That might be tough. Um, yeah. I would say, yeah, maybe, uh, recommend it as a hangover or like, dude, just like put it on while you're doing something else and just I, like, <clears throat> just, just, just jump in the water. You know, you yeah. don't like it. Fine. Don't force it though. Cause, cause it's hard to change people's minds on that stuff. I like to sit right next to the television and face them while they watch. <laughs> I take notes. <laughs> the super fan episodes. I like with, to film with them. With commentary. <laughs> film them, work on our form. No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, it, 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 it's tricky. I, I yeah. If, yeah. But if they don't like it, you can't force it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't want to be saved. They won't be saved. <laughs> Let them go straight to hell. Thank you for the message. Uh, all right. Last one here. This is um, from one of our tots. One of our tots here. Um, Hell yeah. S. Daly. Don't know if I know the first name. It's just S. Daly on, on the tots. Anyway, uh, it's, hello. It's Daly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, MSPC. If you were able to choose an office character or couple as a parent or parents, who would you choose hmm. and why? Love your podcast. Listen to it every week. Thank you. Thank this, you. This is, a, this is a rapid fire. Uh, let's, let's say you have to choose a couple. You have to choose to two. Be- your parents. To be my parents? To be your parents. It's very sad your parents, your real parents are gone being replaced by these two people. I mean, Bob and Phyllis, to me, I know I know you don't necessarily have to pick a couple, but uh, I mean, I feel One like... Thousand. I, feel, I feel like you, you'll get to see the world. They'll take you on safari. <laughs> What's up, Bell, Scott? <laughs> You'll, you know, yeah, you're right. Bob, Bob's gonna teach you how to be a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can fix mm-hmm. a fridge, drive a truck. I feel like it. he's gonna teach you how to be a man, but he'll still love you no matter what. You know, yeah, he, he's not gonna be like the kind who's really disappointed in you the whole time. Yeah, he's teaching you how to be a man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, hmm, I'm gonna go. Give me Charles Minor for a dad and Joe Bennett for a mom. <laughs> oh, you're, wow. you're you're creating couples. Okay. I'm creating a couple. Okay. Yeah. Joe Bennett and well, Charles Minor. You're certainly allowed to create a couple, and that yeah. is and that's my couple, baby. Wow. I'm taking plane rides with Great Danes. We're flying to we're yeah, flying what? to England to we're, we're flying to watch some soccer matches. I mean, uh, Joe Bennett single what, mom yeah. would be enough. I think mm-hmm. Joe Bennett what? single so, mom. So why? Yeah, what, why is Charles in there? <laughs> Just to have you a father wanna, presence. You, you want to play some soccer? <laughs> cool. Yeah, I want to uh, <laughs> watch some soccer like with my dad and just chill out. Um, He's the the cool new guy. Is it yeah, Charles? I, is it Stanley? I, <laughs> very Will Smith esque. I, I don't think he's nearly as like. I think his work life and home life are very separate. I think we we never get to see him as a as a father or a guy not at work. So um, I'm banking on him being a, a positive influence in my life. And uh, Joe Bennett, meanwhile, um, yeah, we're taking, we're taking trips all around the world. She, she's, it's, she's opening doors for me. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through them, getting <laughs> thrown back out, <laughs> trying again. Edwin, who are you thinking? Who's your parents? Well, now he's, I'm trying he's to think he's of, really thinking. I'm really trying to think of a create a couple here. Now. Mr. I and mean, Mrs. California. <laughs> you want to be Burt California. I mean, the obvious answer would be Jim and Pam. And for the, for the sake of creating a couple, I'm going to say Oscar and Meredith. 
Oh yeah! Whoa! Dude, man. A porter in chaos, dude. Oppo- yeah, exactly. Opposing forces. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, that's always like you ask dad and then go ask mom. At first, and I thought Oscar and Angela, but I think that's too much. Oscar and Meredith is great. Oscar and Meredith, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fire that's and ice. Fun. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Burning. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's it. That's, that's it. For, that's it. That's for it today. for the questions. We did get yeah. uh, lots of uh, uh, responses about uh, the documentary episode. I look forward to to getting more responses. I think that's something that we'll always continue to address. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to uh, everyone who's written in about that. Uh, let's uh, let's finish this up with a little trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Okay, this week's trivia comes to us from Nami. Hello, Alex, Edwin, and Sean. It's Nami from the Bay Area. Hi. California. Hi. Uh, Nami is a is a Scots Todd and a longtime fan of the show. Thanks for writing in. Uh, they also say uh, that we got to come uh, out to the Bay Area and do some trivia and eat some Korean barbecue with oh, them. So I'm um, yeah. Sold. Let's, we're into it. Uh, Sold. Uh, let's discuss. Look, okay? you find us a venue in a hotel, book it all. We're there. <laughs> yeah. mm. He look means a guy. venue for Korean barbecue and a hotel also for Korean barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the show. But... Look, if uh, if the guys get 100% of your trivia right, oh, <laughs> we'll, sheesh, cut. Sheesh. we'll be down there later this week. Here we go. <laughs> Season two. Episode 19, Michael's birthday. Question, what is the gift that the office collectively gives to Michael for his birthday? Michael's birthday. Yeah. The, no. He's in two, episode 19. This is... I, cologne. Yes. Yeah. Cologne. Yes. Night I, swept cologne. Mm-hmm. Edwin, I had no idea what. When I saw this question, I was like, I "Have no memory of that." It took happened. me a minute because I, I really wanted to save the picture of uh, Luke Perry, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, season two, episode twenty, drug testing. Who is the first person you see Jim do an impression of, and what does he say? Uh, Kevin, he says nice. Uh, the Nami's answer is Stanley. I enjoy the tangy uh, zip. A miracle. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yep. Uh, so, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Nami on this one. So you got that wrong. So there goes the Korean barbecue. <laughs> there goes everything. There goes your barbecue. Uh, also, what are the eight drugs that Michael has written on the easel in the conference room? Cocaine. Yeah. Crack. Hookah. Yes. Hookah's not a drug. Yes. <laughs> Speed. Yes. Is dope? No. Marijuana, dope. tobacco, cocaine, uh, cocaine LSD, yeah. acid, I don't know. Acid is, yeah. Crack, cocaine, pot, blow, acid, pot. hookah, heroin, speed. Okay. And what is written on the paper cup that Michael asks Dwight to use for his urine? 
I thought it was just a coffee cup. No, there's it, it says something on it. Oh no, it says like Michael's Michael urine. Michael urine. Sample. Yeah. yeah, it does. It says Scott Michael urine, Scott yeah. sample. Michael yeah. Scott sample. <laughs> In season three, episode six, Diwali. What is the name of the school that hosts the Diwali oh, celebration? Oh man, that's. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna that's say that's a black diamond. Fairview Middle School, or elementary. That's a good guess. Good guess. Alex, you got one. Uh, Pull it out of the Middle, Lackawanna County Middle I mean, Community Center. I mean, you guys are on the right track, but it's it's West that it's a Scranton, <laughs> West Scranton High School. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I like the Lackawanna County. I like. I like. Oh, that. I didn't even do a school. I, I said a community center. Uh, season three, episode nine, The Convict. What is Hannah Smotterich Bar's... Smotridge Bar. Smotridge Bar. Bar's baby son's favorite color? Pink. Pink. Yep. Good work. Season three, episode 12, Back from Vacation. What is the name of Jan's therapist? Ugh. Oh. Oh. Uh, this is the doctor who recommends that Doctor Chaudhry. <laughs> um, that's the uh, that's from the colonoscopy, right? Yeah, or yeah, from no, the or from I the know. yeah, <laughs> or from the mole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can I stay very with the convenient pen? that you remember that one, but not. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm going to give it to yeah, you. No, sure, sure, sure. It's uh, Doctor Perry. Doctor Perry. Perry. Dang, oh. that was in there somewhere. Okay, Shoot. guys. Well, now I'm gonna have to make my Mandu at home out of a, out of a bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Five questions left. Uh, season three, epi- episode thirteen. Traveling salesman. What is Pam's coffee order? Sprinkle of cinnamon. No, oh, sh- that's a different oh, episode. Oh, traveling salesman. Deleted scene. What is oh. Pam's coffee order? I'm gonna. I don't know if you guys will know this one. It's a chai latte. Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, didn't I, don't, I, I didn't know that. This is very It's a tough one. All right, finish this quote then. Okay. Fool me once, strike one. Fool me twice, strike three. Strike three, that's right. <laughs> episode three, epi- uh, season three, episode 15, Bachelor Party. Is Ben Franklin nearsighted or farsighted? Both. That's why he invented the bifocal. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Season oh! four. <laughs> Season four, episode one, fun run, part one. Where is Jim going mountain biking on Sunday? The lake. Uh, Catskills. Poconos. Poconos. Montage Mountain. Mm. Mm. Montage Mountain. And finally, Meredith mentions that she's on painkillers, and Creed asks, what kind? What are the six painkillers that he names? Oh, I got nothing. Vicodin, got... oxycodone. Yep. Okay, you got uh, two. Oxycontin, Percocet. Yeah. Yep, that's three. Uh, um, I don't know. Hookah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Codeine. Yeah. Fentanyl. Paladone. <laughs> that's all six. All okay. the hits. Draw me a uh, map, Mama. <laughs> Nami, thank you so much for sending in your trivia. Uh, you definitely stumped the guys and me. 
if you would like to send us trivia, email us mspodcastcompany at gmail.com, or you can call us and leave us a message, 503-694-9314. Call us, leave us a message. We love to play them on the show. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. We have a store, mspcstore.com, and we're on Patreon. Join us at patreon.com slash michaelscott. Become a Scott's Tot. It's five bucks a month. You get a bunch of bonus content. You'll get our Ted Lasso Season 2 podcast. Uh, You'll get uh, ad-free main feed episodes. Uh, You get a bonus uh, mailbag episode every month. And um, and it's kind of becoming quite a community. So come and hang out with us on there. Uh, We also make a donation together to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Special thanks to all of our Scott's Tots. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs all of our artwork. Our intro song was recorded by Edwin and Alex. And uh, this podcast was recorded over video chat. A couple things. Number one, our Patreon, our newest Patreon mailbag episode will be coming out very soon, uh, before the end of the month. So uh, now is a perfect time. And number two, the best way to reach us, get in touch with us, is going to be over email, most likely, versus the social media channels. Uh but that's just if you want to send stuff into us. And then, of course, you can call our voicemail. Those are the two best ways. Um, Definitely. But more important than all of that, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us, for sending trivia, for uh, for sending uh, comments and reactions on uh, on our episodes. Uh, just It's pretty amazing that we get to just kind of hang out and uh, talk about our favorite show that went off the air however many years ago uh, and, and talk about theories about how to get people to watch it, it again. I it that way. Yeah, it's amazing that we're still talking about it after all this time. You know, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, it's just like they went off the air years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, just uh, just know that we love and appreciate everyone for listening. Um, yeah, thank you again. Take care. Stay safe. See you next week. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.